I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the tiny Himalayan kingdom of Bhutan and how it became the first and probably the only country to issue talking stamps. Born into a wealthy Pittsburgh steel-producing dynasty in 1924, American adventurer Bert Todd was a hustler by all means. His many strange ventures included setting up a rum-making distillery for the government of Fiji and buying Rolls-Royce from the Indian maharajas who had been made poor by the loss of British subsidies when the country gained independence. He ended up reselling them on the international classic car market. He had little interest in the family business though, and like many, decided to enroll at Oxford University to escape it. At Oxford, one of Todd's friends was Ashike Sang Choden Dorfi, the future queen of Bhutan. In 1951, Choden Dorfi invited Todd to Bhutan for her wedding to King Wangchuk. There were no airfields in Bhutan and few roads, and Todd had to travel much of the way from India on foot and horseback. But this isn't the story of an intrepid explorer traveling through Bhutan. His friend, the Queen, reached out to Todd for help. She wanted him to use his guile and connections to help raise ten million dollars for Bhutan from the World Bank. Unfortunately, the loan was refused on the grounds of a border dispute with India. So, what is an isolated Himalayan kingdom to do when it needs to raise money to run itself? Taking inspiration from other smaller countries. A Bhutanese official suggested that it print stamps to raise money. Ever the hustler, Bert Todd got involved. Armed with a royal warrant, he founded the Bhutan Stamp Agency. The experiment largely failed. The stamps, though pretty, did not garner any significant attention. So Bhutan and Todd upped their game. In 1966, they launched a circular stamp, followed by a triangular one and even a 3D one. They kept innovating. Other successful issues included a set of Buddhist banners printed on silk, a set of traditional sculptures die-stamped in plastic, perfume stamps, and stamps made out of steel foil. They ended up selling thousands and thousands of stamps. What you just heard was the national anthem of Bhutan, but this is no ordinary rendition of it. This was recorded from a stamp. Yes, a talking stamp. These were tiny vinyl record stamps, which even today can be played using a stylus. These were the crowning glory of Todd's program. The set consisted of multiple variations. The one you just heard was gold on green with the national anthem. There was a silver on purple featuring a folk song. 
and a black on yellow containing the english language history of bhutan and two folk songs even today one could find these stamps appear on auction sites and can fetch a high price but there is one very interesting aspect of these stamps they were almost rarely available to the locals simply because these were not created or marketed to them they were solely created for the purpose of collectors who would pay an outsized sum of money to acquire them and in turn raise money for the country bhutan by no means was the only country to take this route smaller nations with no place on the world tables of power have and continue to find ingenious ways to raise money so sample this bizarre collection the tiny african nation of burkina faso issued stamps picturing elvis presley another african nation chart had stamps depicting marilyn monroe chechnya stamps had gucho marks and in my opinion mongolia takes the cake with stamps depicting the three stooges and the x men legal scholars have a term for this commercialization of state sovereignty or simply put a sovereign country will use its status as a nation to find unique ways to raise money for itself research into this phenomena suggests that it's more attractive to poorer countries and stamp pandering is more attractive to agricultural countries at a given level of per capita income pushed into a corner forgotten by the world a nation does what it can to survive but what is true for a nation is also true for us the most difficult and challenging times bring out our ingenuity in our personal histories much like those of these tiny nations these islands of ingenuity come to shape and define us and maybe leave a mark for the world to remember If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.